Welcome everyone to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. I'm your host, Jose Palomino, CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And our guest today is Paul Vregel. And Paul works at a firm, is his company, forabetterbusiness.com. And his specialty is helping organizations implement a process or processes where people, staff, everybody is on board, always looking to seek improvement. And he helps create the safe space for that to happen and develop. And we're going to talk about how that is a practical thing that could be done in any size organization, even a two-person company. So listen carefully as Paul Vregel joins us today on Business Growth on Purpose. Well, welcome, Paul, to Business Growth on Purpose. Hey, Jose, it's great to be here. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, so Paul, just uh, for our listening audience, uh, very briefly, just what do you do and who do you do it for? So... Very briefly, uh, what we do is help take companies operationally from here to there in that much time. Okay, I love it. So for those listening uh, to the podcast and not seeing the video version of it, uh, the idea of going from low point to high point in a very short period of time. So I love that. And and we'll add a couple pieces to that uh, heavily implementation based. Okay. Uh, and uh, based on a couple core, simple core principles, the employees are the world's experts at knowing what they actually do every day, and 90% of the issues that waste time and money and produce poor results in a company are embedded in how all of those processes work, which is often different than how it's expected that they work. Uh, management can uh, can benefit a lot from what they don't actually know. Wow, so that's interesting because when we when we get into a conversation on process, process improvement, continuous improvement, all those type of terms there, a lot of times I've run into in the small to mid market, uh, in, in uh, especially manufacturing, contract manufacturing and so on, they understand the need for processes as it relates to making the things they make. But on the broader sense of how we, kind of ways of working, how we operate our business, things like that. They kind of view process work as being the work of big companies. So Paul, I like your, your sense of like, just where does this kind the kind of work you do, where does that kind of orientation towards figuring out processes? Is there such a thing as a company that's too small where it doesn't really matter? You, everybody kind of knows what they should do, so they should just do it? Well, there's... There may be expectations even in a small company that everybody knows, but uh, just to, to, to share some experience, I worked, worked once with a two-person company, happened to, be, happened to be father and son. They had completely different ideas of how things actually worked. What was the, what was the process? What was the best process uh, to use? And those kinds of things uh, I've, I've seen at companies from that size, I mean, all the way through the full full spectrum. Wow. So a two-person company, you think, I mean, come on, it's just, 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 I mean, just tell each other what needs to happen and it should just happen. But why doesn't it? What is it something about how people are wired or is it something that, because we assume we know, and you know what I know, and I know what you know, I think I know what you know, 
um, that making those assumptions, breakdowns take place. That, that, that assumption is certainly a core piece of it. And uh, as you get a little bit larger, uh, that just uh, is, makes the problem worse. For instance, uh, you have one person who's assigned to do a particular function. You grow, that involves a lot of attention by management and mm -hmm. et cetera. And as you grow, now you've got maybe that job is divided into three people. Well, when it was one person, all that coordination occurred inside one person. Now there's coordination and validation among three people. Maybe never actually explicitly laid out, just, okay, here, now you're gonna take this piece and you're gonna take that piece. And now we have a, we each, we each have a little different understanding of what we're doing. And if you try to integrate that with the rest of the organization, you know, who do I talk to about this? Well, I talk to this person. Well, you actually should have talked about that person. It's not, it's, it's I guess what I call informal process. <laughs> okay. And, and also you, you get, uh, it seems like in that situation, because misunderstandings often lead to like, hurt feelings, people being offended and not wanting to work with one another. So you, you get other breakdowns that aren't even about the job. Right, right. And, and, and when, when you have misunderstandings about process, let's just take a simple example. Here's whatever some issue comes up and one person has a certain idea of how things work and what the problems and opportunities are there. Okay. Second person comes in, same issue, same problem they're trying to work with, have a different understanding of process and also maybe uh, you know, the work and the opportunities. Well, now the two of them, with all goodwill, each one's going to bring the best solution that they can come up with for the process as they understand it. Well, solutions likely to be different. Now, how do we resolve that? Well, how long have you been here? Who do you know in the company? Uh, how, how, how good are you at uh, arguing on your feet? Right. And pretty soon we're not talking about the problem, resolving the problem at all. We're getting into all of the issues that you talked about, about, well, hurt feelings and they didn't listen to me and I had the, had a great idea and it got shot down and, you know, I'm not talking to these people anymore. <laughs> All of well, those know, kinds of and what's interesting, what came to mind is such a simple mundane example, but small companies, it could be really significant accounts receivable, for example. So also let's say our accounts receivable days go from 30 to 60 days using this as a hypothetical. Yeah. One person thinks it's because we're selling to customers who can't pay us on time. The other person says our invoices are very complicated and can't be understood. Those two people, if they try to solve the problem, would solve it radically differently. And they yes. both could be somewhat correct, maybe, or they one of them could be very wrong and and end up losing some very important clients, which they could have fixed by fixing something at the core that the other person saw. Uh, exactly. And I'll give you a real world example of that. We, we uh, were working with a company and... 
just through what what we do listen to the people who actually do the work lay out the process what we found was they had had uh four hundred thousand dollars of invoices for product that had already shipped and they hadn't sent the invoices out yet oh that would affect collections uh, <laughs> exactly so you really need to get into how does it really actually work mm -hmm. and then you have a really solid foundation for for growth for identifying new opportunities that also builds builds buy-in because to get to that level you need to listen to the people who actually do the work and uh so now you, you really have a solid foundation for growth and and operationally is build capabilities that new sales opportunities so it's not just what happens within these four walls uh you're you're actually building a capability you can go out in the market and sell so we had a company that that was uh probably lower quartile in their peer group in terms mm -hmm. of performance uh within six months got a 30 percent in doing what i'm talking about here go after the underlying process 30 percent increase in uh earnings without firing anybody and without an increase in sales and ultimately led to within 12 months got their first ever business with toyota so going wow. from lower quarter quarter performance in 12 months to first ever business with Toyota, the operating capabilities were what drove that. And that's that's part of what comes out of this process, understanding and employee buy-in. Well, Paul, now, I, I mean, I, my sense in, in just talking to you these uh, last few conversations we've had, you know, you're, I could see you being a very calming influence in a situation, you know, and probably get people to really want to talk about this situation and feel uh, I could see that working very well. I also know some of the CEOs who may want you to come in. Once you're gone, they may not approach everything quite with the same tone, uh, to put it in those terms. So how important is, you know, or, or what does a leader and some a lot of people listening to this podcast or watching this video are CEO owner operators, right? What should they keep in mind if they're going to try to create this kind of collegial, let's really figure out what the issues are kind of approach. And what do you see in your experience as being something that a lot of those leaders may not have in terms of that attribute? So the, 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 the critical piece there is to really understand what the employees are actually doing that engagement is is really critical and then recognition on top of that so one of the differences between uh one of the, one of the advantages of the approach that we take and you've rightly perceived that we're often a very calming influence uh is that uh we're we're trying essentially to create 
an environment that is safe for change hmm. and that the employees are, I mean, encouraged, motivated to seek improvement. So that's a different concept than continuous improvement, which is kind of passive, right? A lot of people mm. seeking improvement. And as, as we do that with the organization, because my, my only agenda uh, is to help them succeed. And as we build this, you get a really strong kind of grounds up, ground up uh, creation of this environment and, and culture. And sustaining that, uh, just it, it requires respect for employees, communication, and uh, recognition of the good things that they're coming up with on a regular basis. Um, that's a, that's, it's a way to keep it going. Uh, and so, if you, so how often in your experience, Paul, I'm just curious, because I have my own thoughts as you describe this kind of uh, yeah. this kind of environment or culture that you have to have to. And I, and I love the expression where people are seeking improvement. Yeah. And the other phrase you use is safe for change. OK, yes. so I cannot imagine that you haven't at times interviewed uh, uh, an owner or CEO who wants to work with you, who maybe you size up. This is not going to be a good fit. They they're not. They want their people to change. They're seeking their people's change, but not necessarily their own. How do you, have you had success? In, or let me say it differently. When you encounter that, can you find uh, that some people can find the change or are those people that just are never going to get it? So I'll, uh, I'll answer that a couple of ways. Early, early in my consulting work, uh, I engaged with a company that was actually uh, a result of merging two companies, each of which had 40% of the market. Mm. And the attorney who drove that uh, made the simplistic calculation, 40 plus 40 equals 80, right? Global domination. Yeah, well, right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and the, if you looked under the covers a little bit, uh, this was two entrepreneurs who had these companies that did similar things. Uh, and it was one of these situations where the, the success of one made the other one mad. So mm -hmm. they increased what they were doing. And the two of them just ratcheted up and drove most of the people out of the market. Well, he indicated this is what he wanted to do. So to take these two organizations and, and really uh, understand process and really build that global juggernaut, right. if you will. Uh, and it became apparent after not very long that he really didn't want to do anything of the sort. Mm. In fact, at one point, he, he called me and said, you and the chief engineer and I need to sit down and have a meeting. And I said to him, I cannot imagine what we would talk about. <laughs> I mean, this engagement is over. 
I will put you in touch with somebody who will work in the way that you want to work. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's somebody who will do that. Uh, but we're done. And, and out of that, uh, a uh, <laughs> pretty significant event. I mean, it was early in the, early in the consulting, and I, I really needed that client. But uh, it was a, a lesson in find and work with the people who have the same values that you do. And if you find that, when you go through one of these things, there's always twists and turns, new things that sure. come out, neither one of us anticipated. But if we have the same values, we, we, we always get to a good, good resolution. And uh, that's, that's really been my, one of my main criteria. And I've, I've had discussions with people and at the end of the discussion, uh, what, what I said was, well, this is, this has been a very, uh, very interesting discussion. Uh, I don't think we have a basis to work together. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a question of, in, in my view of finding the people who have the same kind of values. And that, that is a real key to a, an excellent working relationship. It's interesting, Paul, because uh, in a similar way, I, I I always ask people because you know again I'm I'm focused on growth strategy, right? Positioning and 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 how companies can differentiate themselves in the market. And I'll ask, especially with owner-led businesses, I said, do you still have fire in the belly to get to some next level, or do you just want to like level off where you are now? Because if it's leveling off, then I can't help you with that. That you're just trying to you know, it's like giving things a paint job and, and may, you know, and that's okay. And it's, it's valid. And there's people can help you with that. Like, you know, we just need to uplift our website or something. Yeah. Right. But if you really want to drive change, I need to know that they are willing to dig in and, and work at it. So in the same way, it sounds like if you really want to bring process improvement and again, create a place safe for change with people seeking improvement, I'm glad you, you, you kind of sussed that out early. So you both don't waste a lot of time. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's important. And, and, and sometimes, I mean, uh, sometimes companies I'm working with have, they have, uh, they've hit some situation that uh, just they, they haven't encountered before. Mm -hmm. And maybe they've tried to do some improvement and failed at that. And maybe, you know, they don't have the buy-in to change or, uh, the competition is really uh, uh, getting uh, well to say eating their lunch, right? Because yeah. they they haven't taken advantage of the digital transformation things that they need to be doing, and and they don't have the underpinnings to do that. So it's it sometimes internally driven. So they they need to attract and retain people. That's a that's a common issue for manufacturing certainly and and almost everybody else uh and so creating this safe for change improvement seeking culture is something that actually does attract and retain people people like working in in that environment and uh and you can feel it when you walk in the company so that that helps attract people as well 
especially if you want to attract now um, younger people, they, they want more than just, I mean, they want the paycheck, but they want meaning or something meaningful in what they do. Right. Um, right. And, and, you know, and they want, they want, uh, they want re- responsibility. They want, they want to be participating in where the company is going and helping the company get there. And those are all just, it's, it's all of a piece that uh, that you get that environment. Sure. So, Paul, just um, as we as we round out our time, I did want to ask you a question, kind of the other side of that. So one thing is focusing certainly on the leader, the CEO, the, the leadership team. Right. But in some of these companies, especially those who have been around a long time, they have they're kind of set in their ways as an organization. They kind of they can be stuck in a time warp in some cases. Yes. They just do things the way they do things and they keep doing things the way they do things. Uh, what one or two things would you tell that team if you got to talk to like a company-wide town hall kind of meeting, why they should want to be looking towards process improvement, seeking improvement, why, why that shouldn't matter to them? Because, you know, they're saying, hey, things have been good for the last 20 years. We're, we're hanging in there. We're, we're all doing okay. Why do we need to why do we need to upset any apple carts? Well, I, no, nobody just walks in one day and, you know, the last 80 years have been the same and suddenly says, oh, I think we, there's, there's some, usually some kind of uh, forcing event. Okay. So they've got issues internally that they haven't been able to resolve. They kind of know that they need to do something, but they never seem to have the time to do it because they're fighting all the internal issues or a customer came and said, we're going to go, you know, this new digital map here Mm. and we don't think you can stay with us. So, you know, you have 90 days to show us differently or, you know, or you start to get cut off. But, um, so that I mean that being said, there's usually some kind of internal or external force. Uh, I mean, f- from that, uh, the uh, there's some action that they need. And again, as I said, maybe they they tried some things, they failed, they hired a big consultant, and they got the MBAs, and they didn't. That didn't happen. That that happens. Um, but really, the 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 focus then is it's really let's say four four things that come out that they see they can get the employees bought in, mm-hmm. which is which is part of their concern because they go out on the shop and they they try to listen to something, and you know the they're they're writing the person's paycheck. What do they get from that person? Eh, maybe not the answer that they're, you know, the, the reality that they're looking for. But so first, no fault. So that uh, this is this is about building the company. And that's a realization gotcha. they need to come to. Uh, that this is this is not, we're not looking for low performing employees. We are looking to build the capabilities that let the company that help the company grow second the employees really are 
the world's experts at knowing what they actually do. And that's a, I mean, that's, that's a recognition that has to be there. And when you say that to employees, hey, you guys are the ones who know what really happens around here, am I right? I mean, you get, you get exactly that head nodding response. Yeah. Yes, you are right. Yes, we do. <laughs> Great. So we're going to listen to you lay out how things really work. So create a visual twin of the company, if you will. And as we do that, the things that come out are the ones that will really move the needle and to the assembled employees. And by the way, you guys are part of the solution, not part of the problem. So then the question becomes really simple. There's the plan. Who's in to work that way? Raise your hand. <laughs> and you, you get the start of that immediate buy-in. And uh, the execs can see that. I mean, we've, we've also been doing this for 30 years. So we can provide right. a, lot of, a lot of examples that reassure them that this is not a one-off deal. Uh, right. This we, is, can, this is, we can make this turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. E exactly. So, and 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 that uh, the fact that it's going to come organically from the organization doesn't require a lot of their time to try to drive. You know, let I have to be here to drive this. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> you have to support. You, you you do have to uh, you do have to support the change that comes out as employees get engaged and you're creating that that uh, improvement seeking environment. You do need to support that, uh, and you know the kind of the converse of that is if you shut that down, which will be difficult, actually, because it's so organic in the in the company. Um, but you just you need you need to support that. And that's what will that's, that's what will be uh, make it sustainable. Okay, well, Paul Vragel, thank you so much for sharing with our listeners here. Uh, principles of process change that can actually change the future of a lot of organizations. And yeah. so somebody listening to this, uh, Paul, wanted to know more about you, your company, what you do, how to get in touch with you. Where should they go? So you can, uh, you can go to my LinkedIn page and uh, my name is there in the corner, but it's Paul Vragel and that's spelled V like Victor, R-A-G like George. E-L. So you can go to Paul Vragel on LinkedIn, or you can go to uh, our website. Uh, the name of the company is For a Better Business. And that's the number four, followed by the word A, followed by the word better, just like it sounds, followed by the word business, just like it sounds, uh, dot com. So For a Better Business dot com and those are those are the uh, two best ways to to do that on uh on on uh either of those there's a link uh to uh at which you can actually book a half an hour initial exploratory conversation if uh, you're interested in speaking further fantastic paul Vregel, thank you for coming by and sharing so much with us on business growth on purpose. We really appreciate it.
Thank you, Jose. It's been a pleasure and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.